name is Natalie Nation, and you're listening to Feed That Nation. Today I'm going to be talking about processed foods and why you absolutely should consume them. Sound controversial? Well, stay with me for a minute and you'll totally see what I'm talking about. So it's a bit of a joke in the dietetics world that we hear so many people come to us saying, I can't eat processed foods. They're going to give me cancer. They're so bad. They're the devil. Oh my gosh, processed foods. Ah! And it's sort of funny because there isn't actually a good definition for what is and is not a processed food. And really, any food that ends up in your grocery store has been processed in some way, shape, or form, whether it's been washed, packaged, cut up, cooked, you get the drill. Pretty much any food is a processed food. The only foods that really don't fall into that category are either foods that you grow yourself or foods that you get at the farmer's market. But even then at the farmer's market, if the food you're buying there has been washed, cut up, or otherwise put into a container for you to take home, well, that's processing too. But we're not here to talk about that. I'm gonna dig into more of what people mean when they say processed foods. So any food that has been altered some way from its original form, be that through cooking, through cutting up, through producing a food product that doesn't exist in nature, and so forth and so on. And so processed foods, or maybe I should just say foods, fall on a spectrum between minimally processed and heavily processed. So I'm going to break down foods in a whole bunch of different categories within this spectrum and talk about benefits of processing or not processing and the pros and cons of each type. So in our first category, our minimally processed food category, that's where we find most of our fresh fruits and vegetables. Uh, maybe they've been cut up and placed into bags for us. Maybe they just have the little sticker on them telling you what kind they are. Also in this category might include some types of rices and grains and also some types of uh, dried beans and legumes. So again, these foods are pretty much in their original form. They've just been very minimally processed in some way to make them clean or to sort them by size, color, or type or to otherwise just make them a more suitable food product to be displayed in a grocery store and for our consumption. The next category up from that, but very similarly, include fruits and vegetables and other products that have been minimally processed but still significantly changed from the original. So I would say in this category we have our canned products, so our canned uh, fruits, vegetables, beans, and animal proteins, so like tuna. We also might have in this category any frozen fruit, vegetable, uh, meat products, um, um, depending of course on whether they've been cooked or altered from the original state. And we also have our dried fruit, vegetable, and meat products, and our fruit and vegetable juices. Um, so just to set the record straight, there are so many people out there who talk about canned products as though they are the end of the world. They say these products are so heavily processed, so full of sodium, so bad for you, don't eat anything that comes from a can. And that's just not true, and I feel like spreading that kind of misinformation, it can be really harmful. So canned, fresh, canned fruits and vegetables are nutritionally super comparable to fresh fruits and vegetables, and sometimes they can actually be more nutritious because canned items or canned produce items are 
picked at the peak of ripeness and then canned to preserve that ripeness and those nutrients and they can be shelf stable for years at a time. And yes, in the heating process that goes along with canning, sometimes minute, so very small amounts of nutrients can be lost, but these are still incredibly nutritious items. And definitely consuming a canned fruit or vegetable is so much better than not consuming any fruits or vegetables at all. Going into frozen products, so we know frozen fruits or vegetables have usually been washed, they've been cut up, um, and obviously have been frozen and packaged for us to be able to keep them um, ready to eat for longer. Frozen items can last for months at a time in the freezer. And we consider them more heavily processed than fresh just because some processing is involved, obviously, to get them into that frozen state. But they're still super nutritious and comparable to fresh items. Um, and very similar to dried fruits. I don't, I don't see a whole lot of dried vegetables, but those would also fall into this category of being very nutritious and very minimally processed. I'll also say, so we have fruit and vegetable juices that um, it sort of depends. And you walk into Target or your local grocery store and there are literally hundreds of bottles and cans on the shelf of these juice products. And some are definitely a lot more nutritious than others. So when you're looking for fruit and vegetable juices, be sure you're looking for items that have 100% uh, juice content. Because um, these items really are just straight up fruit juice and that's pretty much it. Um, if you're seeing items that say things like 27% juice, well really they have 27% fruit juice and that means they really just only have 27% of the vitamins and minerals that come in fruits and vegetables and usually the rest is filled in with water and sugar. Um, so definitely keep an eye out for that when you're looking at those products. We also generally, um, when we're looking at canned items specifically or frozen items, be sure you're looking for items that are pretty much in their original state. So canned fruits, vegetables, or meat products, or frozen items that um, don't have any types of special sauces or fruits that aren't canned in syrup um, to be sure that they're in as close to their original form as possible to get that nutrition. Obviously these sauces and the syrups and other things are added to improve the taste of these items or to add another quality that makes them desirable but um, can sometimes detract not from the nutritional quality but from the nutritional um, build of your diet. If you're adding these um, additional salt sugar into your diet, you're going to have a less nutritious diet overall. I want to also add ad adjacent to this category of canned, frozen, dried, or juiced items. I would also say that dairy products that are unflavored can fall into this category of minimal processing. Um, so that would be milk, that would be cheese, that might be cottage cheese or cream cheese without flavoring. Um, so these items have minimal processing. Obviously, it takes a tiny bit of work in the factory to get dairy, straight up dairy, into cottage cheese or into a cheese product. But these items generally are pretty close to their original form and don't have a whole lot of additional salt or sugar added when they're unflavored. Next up, we have a category of foods with ingredients added for flavor purposes. So that would be foods with added oils or fats, uh, spices, sugar, salt, color, and so forth, which are really just added for the purposes of making the food more desirable and more tasty. So in this category, we might think of things like pasta sauce, 
um, hummus. We would also include flavored dairy products, peanut butter, um, and other items like that. So chocolate milk, strawberry yogurt, um, peanut butter obviously has salt and sugar added for flavor purposes, um, just things like that, which doesn't necessarily make these foods less nutritious, of course. Um, like I said with the canned items, it doesn't take away from the fact that peanuts are a really great source of fat and a pretty good source of protein, but it does mean that when you're consuming peanut butter that has salt and sugar, you are obviously consuming more salt and sugar than you would if you were just eating a plain old peanut from the shell. Um, so things like that to consider. These foods also sort of fall on a spectrum between foods that we might consider more nutritious and less nutritious in this category, depending on how much salt, sugar, or fat they have added. Um, yogurt is a really good example. We have yogurts that have sugar added for flavor, but not a lot of sugar. Um, and then we have yogurts that literally seem like they're ice cream because of all the sugar that's added to them. So when you're choosing products from this category, just be sure to read the label so you know exactly what you're getting. Similarly to this, and I especially want to touch on uh, grain products. So these would be like breads and cereals and pastas. And carbs in general sort of get a bad rap in today, especially with all the fad diets going around that exclude large categories of carbohydrates. But I'd like to say that including these items in your diet can be really beneficial. They're super nutritious and definitely people would consider them to be more highly processed just because they are products not naturally found in nature. You can't just go pick bread off a bread tree, now can you? But something really, really important about a lot of these items is that they have been fortified or enriched with additional nutrients that people really need in their everyday diets. So I've got actually a loaf of bread here with me. This is my favorite brand of bread. This is oat nut bread from Target. And when we look at the label, we see that it's been enriched with iron and has also been added um, in this product niacin, thiamine, riboflavin, and folic acid. Now these are really essential nutrients, especially for young children, but also um, a particular example that I can think of would be folic acid. Um, we all know folic acid is essential for pregnant women because fetuses need folic acid in order to develop properly. Um, an example of folic acid deficiency having an effect on a fetus would be uh, spina bifida or another neural tube disorder. And the difficult thing about making sure that pregnant women consume enough folic acid is that the folic acid is really needed in the first six weeks of pregnancy. That's when a lot of these uh, uh, nervous systems develop and deficiencies can cause problems very early on in the pregnancy before women even know that they're pregnant. So the purpose of enriching and fortifying a lot of these grain products that are so widely consumed is so that people will be consuming folic acid and iron and all these other things so that the likelihood of deficiency is lessened in the general population. And I wouldn't consider this a bad thing. I would consider it a really positive thing, actually, um, despite the fact that, yes, it is adding something to the food that wasn't there before. Our next category of foods is going to be foods like crackers, like granola, like deli meat. So more processing involved in these foods. Um, and I think it's really dependent on the individual food, how nutritious these items actually are. Um, and it's really important to read the labels here because granola, for example, can be a really great source of fiber and protein 
but some granolas are higher in fiber and protein and some granolas are lower in fiber and protein and much higher in fat, salt, and sugar. So it can be really challenging to determine which of these more heavily processed foods are actually nutritious and which aren't. And the same with any food in any of the categories that I've already mentioned along with this category, any of these foods which are already on, falling on a spectrum of processing also fall on a spectrum of nutrition. And we want foods that of, of course are higher in nutrients, so higher in unsaturated fats, lean proteins, um, vitamins, minerals, and fiber, and generally we want them to be lower in saturated fats, salt, and sugar. But um, it's kind of a trade-off a lot of the time because a lot of the time when you're choosing a food that is higher in fiber, for example, it might be lower in sugar, but it might not taste as good. So choosing a product that might be higher in fiber and also higher in sugar, if it's going to get you to eat that product, then we would consider it a nutritious product. It's just so hard to say for sure, and I've talked about this on multiple previous podcasts, I can't just give a list of foods you should always eat and foods you should never eat. It really is a spectrum and anything and everything can be consumed in moderation. One of my final categories of food, I would consider these to be our, one of our most processed foods, and these are majority frozen items. So things like frozen pizza, ice cream, microwave dinners, and things like that. And these foods are pretty much completely ready to eat. All you have to do is heat them up, and with the ice cream, you don't even have to do that. And the challenge with these foods is that even though, yes, some of them can contain nutritious items, I'd say, for example, a frozen lasagna, yes, it does have tomato sauce, yes, that is a nutritious food, but they're also generally so much higher in saturated fat, in salt, in sugar, that the nutritious components of these foods can also a lot of the time be outweighed by the less nutritious components. And that's why I'd say anything in moderation, but generally we say consume less of these particular heavily processed items because they are so high in these less desirable nutrients. I would also say don't forget to look at supplements and diet foods. So that would be things like protein powders, vitamin water, energy bars, uh, minerals and vitamins and other supplements in pill or capsule form. These foods, or not even foods, they're kind of food adjacent items, they are supplements. They are usually really heavily processed and they're not regulated by the FDA in most instances. So with these foods, really be sure to read the label and consider what is in these and is it worth eating them or consuming them. I would also want to say that coming from my public health background, I feel like I have to include this. It's a privilege to be able to consume foods that are a majority minimally processed. These foods tend to be more expensive. You need to purchase more of them as a whole in order to um, fill your belly with adequate calories and not everybody can a afford to do that not everyone has the space or the equipment to be able to prepare these foods you know not everyone lives in a kitchen that has um, working equipment like an oven or a stove or even an oven and a stove at all and if you don't live near a grocery store that has these items available in quantities that you need and at prices you can afford, then you're not going to be able to buy them. And I'd say if, even if you can go to a grocery store that has 
fruits and vegetables and, uh, and these other minimally processed items, if purchasing those items means you can't purchase enough food overall to satisfy your hunger, you know, if food insecurity is something you're struggling with, really that's, it's okay. I mean, obviously it's not okay that you're in that situation, but don't let society's pressure to stop consuming processed foods pressure you into purchasing foods that are not going to keep you full if that is something you're struggling with in your household. And that is why it's so important to be reading labels because not every heavily processed food is going to be terribly bad for you. Not every minimally processed food is going to be terribly good for you. It's all on a spectrum and it's really more about the nutrient content of these foods than the level of processing that they have at all. And that might be the most controversial thing I've said on this podcast, honestly. Um, but it's so true. It is, it's just so true. I would love to, in the future, do an entirely separate podcast just talking about preservatives and additives in food because I know I didn't really touch on it in this podcast at all. And it is a heavily controversial topic in the um discussion about processed food in general so definitely I will be thinking about that in the future for a future podcast episode. Overall the most important thing when choosing foods to eat is to be sure that you're getting adequate nutrition and adequate calories to keep you healthy and keep you alive and there are so many different ways to do that so many different eating patterns so many different items that you can choose within that and generally within that you can choose a majority minimally processed you might choose half and half you might be required through your ability to afford or otherwise procure um, minimally processed items that your diet might consist of more or majority heavily processed items but really the goal here is nutrition and whatever ways that you can get nutrition in ways that work for you I would absolutely love to hear what you guys thought about today's podcast. Please leave me a comment or a review. Please reach out and just let me know. I would love to continue this discussion, what you think about processed foods, what you think about nutrition, and really anything else you have to say. Please also leave me a five-star rating and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Um, It would mean so much to me. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram. I'm at FeedThatNation or check out my blog, FeedThatNation.com, where I talk recipes, photography, podcasting, and other adventures about my life in graduate school. Until next time, my name is Natalie Nation, and you're listening to Feed That Nation. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon.